Podcast Answer Man, episode number 416. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hey, this is Chris Brogan from ChrisBrogan.com, and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you are brand new to this online content creating world we live in, or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. That's right, my friends, and taking things to the next level is exactly what I've been doing recently with my own personal branding for my Pursuing a Balanced Life podcast and also here for Podcast Answer Man. For those of you who are using maybe the official podcasting app from Apple, the Podcasts app for iOS, or if you happen to be using Overcast or Pocket Cast or any other podcasting application that is actually reading information directly from my RSS feed for my podcast, then you are probably right now looking at my brand new podcast artwork. I created a new 1400 by 1400 image working with my friend Jenny Hampson, who's been doing my artwork for many years now. And I'm just absolutely blown away and delighted by what she's created using the headshot that was taken uh, not too long ago. And, well, it's definitely more personable, and I'm very, very delighted with the result. If you have not checked out Pursuing a Balanced Life, I encourage you to check that out. It is my favorite podcast that I produce. And let me just read to you what the new description is for Pursuing a Balanced Life. It says this, Pursuing a Balanced Life was originally launched in March 2006, When I started, I, Cliff Ravenscraft, had been podcasting as a hobby for a few short months. In January 2008, I made the decision to leave my career in insurance after 11 years to build an online business in the podcasting industry. This show is best described as an audio journal that shares my journey of consistently taking my message, my business, and my life to the next level while finding a way to balance all the demands that come along with being an entrepreneur, husband, and father. The topics that I address most in this podcast are business, family, fitness, faith, relationships, entrepreneurship, marketing, productivity, and time management. So anyway, that's the new description in iTunes for Pursuing a Balanced Life, and if you guys have seen the artwork before for that show, it has definitely been taken to the next level. Same is true for Podcast Answer Man. I'm very excited about it. If you want to know my thoughts on podcast artwork, you can go check that out over at podcastanswerman.com slash artwork. Anyway, moving right along. For the last couple of weeks, I've been promising you guys that I would tell you about this new application I'm using on my iPad for queuing up audio jingles and sound clips and all of those different things. For the longest time, I've been using a desktop application. I remember back in the early days of podcasting, I used this application called Cast Blaster. Some of you will remember that. Then after Cast Blaster, there was a program called Pod Producer, as ugly as it could be, but it worked. And when I moved over to the Mac, there were several different options, but I ended up using this one called Soundbite. And again, not the prettiest software out there, but it was sufficient and did everything that I wanted it to do. 
The thing is though, I really enjoy using an application on my iPad to queue up audio jingles. And there are a lot of different applications out there. I'd say if I had to guess, there are at least 15 solid choices for you to consider. And of course, the desktop version of Soundbite was out there, but they also had two different applications for the iPad. One was a remote control from my iPad. I could remote control the sound clips coming off of my computer. But they also had a version for the iPad from Soundbite. The one thing that I didn't like about the version on the iPad, though, is that there was always like this millisecond delay from the time you press the button until it actually starts playing the sound clip. And I know that that sounds crazy. It's not like a whole second or even a half a second. It's just like it's but there's there was just a little bit of a delay. And that's actually true of a lot of the apps out there. And then there are other applications for the iOS devices and specifically the iPad that when you press the button, it will instantly play the clip. There is no latency, it is instantaneous, and it works perfectly. The only problem that I've seen with a lot of those apps is how do you get audio clips into it? It's just not necessarily intuitive for so many of these different applications. Well, I recently took a family vacation to Europe with my family, and one of the places that we went to while we were on vacation was the Netherlands. And since my great friend, Father Roderick Van Hogen, lives in the Netherlands, he offered to show our family around, and I actually had the opportunity, while my family was resting from travel, I got to spend an entire day with Father Roderick in his hometown of Amersfoort. And one of the cool things was is that I actually got to go and visit his home and I got to sit in his studio and something that he's been talking about a lot lately on his podcasts is this new iOS application for the iPad that he has found called iJingle Webcaster. He's been going on and on about it and how he's been working with the developer and they're actually very open to feedback and they have definitely been incorporating new features and requests that he specifically has been wanting for his own podcasting needs. Now, one of the things that Father Roderick does is he actually uses a lot of segments in his show, timed segments. So he knows that he's going to open his show with his opening jingle music, and then it shifts right into another segment where he might talk about what's going on in your part of the world. And he's got a specific jingle that leads into that. And he knows that he only wants to spend, let's just say, seven minutes in that section. And he wants to go into a quote-unquote movie review segment. He's got a jingle that starts to cue that up. And then once that's finished, he talks about that movie and he's got a certain amount of time. And he actually wanted to create a playlist that will put all of these things in a timeline. And he can choose how long that episode is going to be. So he knows before he hits record exactly how long his episode is going to be. And all of the jingles are actually going to fire at the appropriate time based upon what he's chosen ahead of time. And that's what this iJingle webcaster version of the software does. Now, what happened was Father Roderick was showing me this. And I'm like, I don't really need to do that. I'm not going to pre-time my segments. Although, I bet some of you really wish I would. So, I wouldn't carry on so much. But at least I've been going in in post-production and editing a lot of stuff out. You guys don't know this, but there have been some... 40 and 47 minute episodes in the last couple of weeks that originally were an hour and 20 minutes. So yes, I have been going in and doing some creative editing to give you guys only really what's necessary. And, and I, I just felt like I should do that to take my own podcasting to the next level. But anyway, so he was showing me the app and I'm like, you know what? I do like this functionality. And what sold me on this application was two features. Feature number one is that when you press a button, it 
instantly plays the clip. So for example, I can actually click this button right here, which I did at the opening of the show. Hey, this is Chris Brogan from chrisbrogan.com and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. Or I could hit... Hi there, this is Ray Edwards from rayedwards.com and there's only one guy I trust to answer my questions about podcasting. And that is, of course, the Podcast Answer Man, Cliff Ravenscraft. So as you can see, I got all these things queued up and as soon as I tap the screen over top of that button instantly it plays. So that's that was feature number one that sold me. Feature number two that sold me is, and probably some of the other apps by now have it, but this one, it, it, it just sold me. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, I want it. And it is Dropbox integration. So I have an audio clip on my computer. Let's just say it is a brand new voicemail feedback that has just come in. And I may have edited it down for time and, and cleaned it up a little bit, got it to the right volume level. I, I may have done a little post-production. But now, how do I get that over to my iPad? And that question has always been the reason why I stuck with desktop software instead of loading all this stuff on my iPad. However, now it's as simple as this. I opened up my Dropbox folder. And I have a little folder called audio clips. And I take that audio clip and I will drop it into the audio clips folder. And then I open up the iJingle application on my iPad. I click the settings button. I then go over to Dropbox. Once I'm in Dropbox, I navigate to the audio clips folder that I set up inside of Dropbox. And once I'm in there, it gives me a list of all of the audio clips that are in there. And then I just choose it and I say, okay, import this, it's done. And then all I have to do from there is I actually have to choose to assign that clip from what they call the trunk, which is that's where all your imported clips come in inside of the app. But I just take it from the trunk and I move it over to one of the columns or categories for my application. I will admit that the assignment of how you get the clip from the trunk to a button is not intuitive. It's not something you're just going to pick up like, oh, I know how to do this instantly. But once you know how to do it, it's not a problem at all. It's a piece of cake once you know how. And it was actually the developer of the software. He got on a video call with me and I asked him a couple questions. And once he showed me how to do some of the most basic things that I wanted to do, it clicked. And so eventually I'm going to get around to recording a video tutorial of how to install the application, how to bring in audio clips, and how to do certain things within the app. And I will explain it all in the way and fashion that I like to teach folks so that it makes it a whole lot easier. And so that's gonna be coming within the next week because I have some A to Z students who are in my current session who are hoping that I will send them this information because we're in the middle of week two now and they're already asking, you know, what application are you using on your iPad to be able to play audio clips? In previous sessions, I've always told my students about Soundbite for the iPad. And then, of course, I told them about the desktop version as well. And it works, but not as good as this. And so I'm, I'm very eager to share this with them. So I will create a tutorial for them. And if you would like to go ahead and have access to this tutorial for yourself for free, I'm actually going to be sharing this tutorial with anyone and everyone who is on my mailing list. In fact, if you're on my mailing list already, you will automatically get access for free to this tutorial. And if you are not on my mailing list, go ahead and sign up anytime before Monday, August 21st, 2015 at 5 p.m. If you sign up before 
Monday, August 21st, 2015 at 5 p.m., you will receive the email with free access to this tutorial. But don't worry if you're listening to this podcast episode much later than August 21st, you can still access this as well. And the way that you will do that, if it's after Monday, August 21st, 2015, I just need you to go to podcastanswerman.com slash iJingle. There's a blog post that is all about this application. It gives you a link to it in the app store. But right below that, after Monday, August 21st, 2015, after 5 p.m., I will change the email opt-in form at the bottom of the blog post so that anybody who signs up for this using that opt-in form after I've already sent the email out to my whole mailing list, it will automatically forward you to the page where you can view the tutorial. Oh, and by the way, real quickly, just want to point this out. iJingle Webcaster, I think it's like $20. It, trust me, it's worth it for all that it includes and it does, and it even does beyond what I was talking about. I think it even will record inside of your app and you can put a mic in and all that other stuff for the webcaster. But the thing is, is what I'm using it for, I found that I do not need the webcaster app. In fact, I found that I only need the iJingle Pro app. So my recommendation, unless you want to do what Father Roderick is doing, or I think it's just like $10.99 or something like that for about half the price, you can get the iJingle Pro app and it will actually do everything that I'm doing with the app. And I'm going to, even though I've already bought the webcaster app, I'm going to repurchase the iJingle Pro app and I'm going to teach the tutorial from the iJingle Pro app because I believe a majority of those who will purchase this app based upon my recommendation will only need the iJingle Pro features and functionality. And yeah, so anyway, iJingle Pro iJingle is one word, P-R-O. The easiest way to find it in the app store, because I know it's real hard to find different apps, especially when there are different apps with the same name and stuff like that. The quickest way, just go to podcastanswerman.com slash iJingle. Look at that blog post that I put together about the app, and there are links directly to that app in the app store if you go over to the blog post at podcastanswerman.com slash iJingle. I do want to cover this one topic with you guys And it is this question of why not daily? And I'm going to read to you the question, and I'm actually going to read to you my response so that I don't ramble on. I want to get this done quickly and succinctly, and I've already thought this out. It's spent a couple hours on it today, and I think that it will go very smoothly. So let me go ahead and read to you the question. It's not important who asked the question, but one of my students in this session, the 21st session of Podcasting A to Z, asked the question exactly like this. It says... Cliff, I have heard all about being in New and Noteworthy in iTunes as a way to get noticed by people and that iTunes tends to rank your show based on the number of downloads. It would seem to me that shorter, more frequent shows would help me rank higher in iTunes. I know you don't concentrate on numbers and I don't plan to either, but getting found is half the battle and it seems like this might be a good strategy towards that goal. Also, I know that the podcasts that I love to listen to, I wish they were produced more frequently, and sometimes I wish they were shorter. I wish I had new content from Amy Porterfield every single day. Sometimes I need to listen to Podcast Answer Man or Pursuing a Balanced Life with many interruptions as I squeeze in 15 minutes when I'm in the shower, 15 minutes when I'm walking the dog, 15 minutes while I drive to work, etc., Obviously, these are my personal experiences, but I'm an ordinary guy, and I imagine there are many other people out there just like me. 
I figured that if I produced an hour to an hour and 15 minute podcast episode once a week, why not split it up into five pieces and give content in smaller bites all week long? Ultimately, I trust your opinion, which is why I'm in this class, and I will follow your guidance, but I wanted to share my logic and see what you thought about these points. And so here's the response, and I'm not going to give you a lot of commentary. I'm just going to read to you the response that I gave to him here. So here's what I wrote. First, let me tell you that I've put this question out to my community on Facebook. If you'd like, you can read their responses by going to the link at podcastanswerman.com daily. The cool thing is that I have zero control over what those folks will respond with. However, let me go ahead and begin by sharing these few thoughts. I find it interesting that you mentioned that you wished that Amy Porterfield would publish an episode every single day, yet you find yourself having to squeeze in my two shows within 15-minute segments throughout your daily routine. First, let me thank you for actually subscribing to and listening to my shows. I am very honored. I just looked at Amy's podcast and I noticed that her shows run from 42 minutes to just over an hour each and every week. Not much different than the time frame of my podcast, Answer Man podcast episodes, with the exception of episode number 415 from last week, which is an anomaly. I would imagine that if Amy were to move her show to a daily format, she would not be able to create the same in-depth content that she routinely puts into a 45-minute to one-hour-long podcast episode. Trying to go to a daily format for her may ultimately reduce the overall value of the content that you've come to expect from her. Since I cover many different topics in single episodes of Podcast Answer Man, I certainly could get by with breaking up my show into multiple shorter episodes each week. In fact, I very seriously considered changing the format of my Podcast Answer Man show to three shorter podcast episodes per week. Episode number 308 of Podcast Answer Man is actually titled Three Reasons Why I Considered Going to Multiple Episodes Per Week and Three Reasons Why I Chose Not to Do So. If you would like, you could listen to that episode at podcastanswerman.com slash 308. If you would prefer not to listen to it right now, here's the show notes on what I shared. The three reasons I had considered this change. First, I thought it would be a good practice to apply the SCORE method to each of my podcast episodes, focusing each episode on a single subject with one objective only. Second, I thought it might make it easier to turn the archives of this podcast into a knowledge base where it would be easy to point people to a show that simply talked about a single topic for each episode. Third, I knew that if I doubled or tripled the amount of episodes that I produced each week, I knew that it would increase the number of downloads that iTunes tracks, and thus it would increase my ranking and exposure within the iTunes podcast directory. Ultimately, I came to the decision that I will not be moving to multiple episodes per week based upon three potential drawbacks. First, it would create a break in my consistency. Second, I feared that I would end up overfeeding my audience. And third, it is a great deal more work to produce three shows in a single week compared to one episode only. Now, I go into more detail on each of those in the episode if you want to listen to it. However, as a result of that episode, I received the following two comments on my show notes for that episode. Brian Wallace wrote, Cliff, let me be the first to say that I would stop listening altogether if you went to three 20-minute episodes a week. I certainly wouldn't listen to every minute of every show the way that I do now. Sheila Butler wrote, 
Great episode, Cliff. I agree with Brian, and I have actually stopped listening to podcasts which are produced more than once a week. This is also one of the main reasons why I went to one episode per week myself. Yes, the download numbers look good, but vanity metrics only take you so far. Around this time, I also received a ton of emails and private Facebook messages, all saying about the same thing that Brian and Sheila had expressed in their comments. Here's the deal. You're going to find a few folks out there who are just like you, who would prefer a shorter show that fits more into their 15-minute segments of their day. However, while most of these people will prefer to have multiple shorter shows each week, nearly 100% of them will put up with a longer 30-50 to minute podcast episode each week from their favorite podcaster. You see, I listen to Ray Edwards' podcast every single week. There are certainly times when I have to listen to about 15 minutes while I'm getting ready in the morning. I'll grab another 15 minutes while I'm eating my breakfast, or I may have to finish up the last 15 minutes of his episode while I'm on my way to lunch. However, the cool thing is is that I'm in full control of when those breaks are made. That's the beauty of pre-recorded content. However, if Ray were to move his podcast to 5 to 10 minute episodes five times a week, as much as I love Ray, I would eventually unsubscribe from his podcast and probably within the first two weeks of the new format. Why? Because there are a number of times when I want to listen to Ray's 50 minute or so episode while I'm heading out for a bike ride. If it were only 15 minutes long, I would choose to listen to something else, a longer show to listen to while I'm on my ride. Why? Because I don't want to have to search for another podcast 15 minutes into my bike ride or into my drive or my run or while I'm washing the dishes, cleaning the office or anything else that takes more than 15 minutes to accomplish. Yes, I could use my podcasting application to build a playlist of shorter episodes. However, admittedly, I just don't feel like going through the trouble. With Ray's longer format, I can either invite him to join me for 50 full minutes of a great activity, or I can ask him to fit himself into 15-minute segments of my day throughout my morning and lunch routine. I have subscribed to a number of daily podcasts with shorter episodes over the years. However, I always fall into the same problem. I get a few days behind, and before I know it, there are more than 20 unplayed episodes. It doesn't take long to get there. Eventually, I ask myself, why do I keep this show on my list if I continually fall behind? You see, I'd rather unsubscribe from a podcast than to consistently feel like I have to play catch-up all the time. I know that this may not make sense, but I'm not alone in feeling this way. It's now been at least 20 minutes since I posted my question on Facebook, and I'd like to share some of the comments that folks have shared. Jake Wolstad said, I prefer one episode per week because the podcasts I truly love become overwhelming if I don't stay up to date. If I get far enough behind, I've simply unsubscribed rather than delete the in-between podcast episodes because it's easier. Plus, then I don't have to pick which episodes I still want to listen to because I want to listen to them all since I love the podcast. James Kinson wrote, I don't have time to listen to a show every day regardless of the length. I like too many other podcast shows. I prefer 30-minute show length, but I still listen to longer shows which keep my interest. Shows that publish five or more times per week can certainly do well, but they will tend to lose me. I wouldn't recommend publishing more than twice a week. Mark B. wrote, As a listener, two days a week, about 30 minutes each is the sweet spot. No way can I consume the same podcast five days a week. Ursula says, Weekly and longer is better. Michael Heron wrote, There's a podcast I love to the max. 
but it has a daily one-hour-long podcast format, and it literally stresses me out because I don't want to miss anything, but there's no way I can keep up. I prefer weekly podcasts. And here's the deal, you know, thinking, and this is me adding commentary now, Michael Heron, I guarantee you, if that show was even 30 minutes daily or 15 minutes daily, it would probably still stress him out to have five episodes per week. Anyway, I'm just guessing at that one, though. Laura McClellan wrote, I like weekly shows, whatever the length. A daily show is just too much for me to keep up with. Susie D. wrote, Daily updates get lost in the shuffle, but once a week is a perfect break and it's more easily scheduled. I also prefer longer shows, 50 to 60 minutes. Jessica Rhodes wrote, I prefer one longer episode because when I turn on a podcast, I'm looking to have entertainment or content for longer than 10 to 15 minutes. Mark Asquith says, one 50-minute show for me. Why? Well, it's less downloading. Okay, I know it's automated, but you know. Less intro and outro to get through, and I can dip in whenever I want by simply going back to the now playing section. If you'd like, you can continue to follow the comments on this Facebook thread, and I'm sure that you'll find that all following comments beyond this are going to run along the same thing. Yes, there are already and will continue to be a few folks who are posting that they like the daily format. However, almost 100% of those who say that they prefer five daily 15-minute podcast episodes of their favorite show would continue, 100% of them, would likely continue to subscribe to the same podcast if it were only offered instead as a single 50 to 60 minute podcast episode once a week. The opposite, however, cannot be said of those who prefer a show that's only one episode a week. Instead, if their favorite show was to go to multiple episodes per week, a significantly large percentage of them, and I would guess over 60%, would eventually unsubscribe as a result of the stress of not being able to keep up with all the episodes. So that's basically what I had shared with this particular student. That's the feedback that I gave about why not daily. And here's the deal. Let's go back to the old example that I was talking about in episode 308 of Podcast Answer Man. I'm already one hour a week. And basically, I was thinking I would go to three 20-minute episodes. That is exactly the same amount of time as my one hour a week. There is no difference, except it is a big difference. It is the number of updates. It's the number of individual episodes. And it's the fact that maybe they're listening to me on Tuesday, and on Tuesday, they have an entire hour block of time that they could listen to me. But if it's Tuesday and they have an hour block of time, they look and see that I released a 20-minute episode on Monday, well, okay, they'll listen to the 20-minute episode. But the thing is, is trying to fit all of these shorter episodes into our blocks of time, it's just not as easy, especially when we have so many different shows that we prefer to listen to. And the other thing is, is that, you know, I feel a lot more closely connected to somebody that I listen to for 30 to 45 minutes or even an hour every single week than to somebody that I occasionally listen to for 20 minutes here and there, and I skip and hit and miss certain episodes, and I finally, ultimately, end up unsubscribing because I do get so far behind. Now, obviously, there are going to be exceptions to everything, right? And there, you can certainly point to great 
people who have done wonderful things in the area of podcasting. I mean, John Lee Dumas is extremely successful with his Entrepreneur on Fire. Mignon Fogarty, a good friend of mine, created Quick and Dirty Tips. Her whole entire network, very profitable podcast network, is entirely based on multiple shows per week in a shorter format. Not saying that those things can't do well and don't do well, but I'm just saying that there is a very significantly high percentage of people who simply can't and won't keep up with a multiple episodes per week format of your show. More than 60% of my audience, Podcast Answer Man, if I move to three 20-minute episodes per week, more than 60% of them within two months would unsubscribe from this podcast. More than 60% would unsubscribe. But yet, if I stick to a 40-minute to 60-minute episode on a weekly basis, they will continue to subscribe and be happy. And it all has to do with how convenient it is for them to fit it into their blocks of time. And a longer episode is easier to fit into shorter blocks of time when you can pause and instantly pick up wherever you left off. And there have been episodes of podcasts that are an hour and a half long that I have loved. And it took me maybe seven or eight different sessions of different things that I was doing over the course of two or three days before I got through that one episode. But the fact that I could pick it up every single minute that I had free time when I was, I I eagerly anticipated and looked forward to it. But if all of a sudden I had a lot of time, I was out for a 50 minute bike ride and I'm 25 minutes in and I'm halfway through an interview and it says, well, folks, that's all there is for this episode. Tune in again Wednesday when you'll hear the continuation that, you know, that's horrible. Or, you know, thank you for tuning in to part one, but, you know, I've got three more parts that you want to hear. Make sure you check it out Wednesday and Friday. That stuff just doesn't gel well with me personally. And I just happen to know I'm not alone. But on the other side of this coin, There are formats, and in fact, daily devotionals, I definitely see that. I have a student in my course right now who happens to be uh, doing the Kentucky Wildcats podcast, and it's going to be all about the Kentucky Wildcats basketball, and he's going to be doing a show during the season where he might do two episodes a week where he does, you know, commentary of the game and then do interviews and and news updates. And, and so there are certain podcasts where it just makes sense for it to be daily. And I'm not suggesting that no show out there should be daily. However, I'm saying that no matter what the reason for a daily format, there is going to be a large percentage of the overall potential podcast audience that you could reach that simply won't be able to keep up with multiple episodes per week. Anyway, my friends, that's going to have to wrap it up for this week's episode. I just want to say thank you for tuning in to this podcast week after week. It is an honor to have you as a listener and a subscriber. There are so many things that I wanted to cover in this show, but I do have to cut it short. I have to head out of here. I'm going to head to the gym and get a workout in. Real quickly, my next session of Podcasting A to Z is going to be in October. If you want to know all the details and exact dates, head over to podcastingatoz.com. Again, podcastingatoz.com. I'd love to help you get your podcast up and launched. And if you're going to do that this fall, uh, the next session starts on October 26th. Again, podcastingatoz.com. And if again, if you want to be notified when I make that tutorial of the iJingle Pro application, the tutorial on how to use it step-by-step, make sure that you head over to podcastanswerman.com and get on the mailing list. I look forward to talking to you guys again next week. And until then, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level.
Get some man.